Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today is my co-host, Rissa. Hello. How's it going today, Rissa? Doing all right. All right. So uh, on today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at some unpopular Disney Parks opinions and what we think about those opinions. So uh, you ready to look at these, Rissa? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the... uh, first unpopular opinion we have on this list is somebody says i don't like turkey legs so i guess that's unpopular because a lot of people like turkey legs what's what's your opinion i mean i think it's probably a very popular opinion that turkey legs are really good um it made it pretty far on that bracket challenge that we went over before um but for me i don't like turkey legs either yeah, I'm I'm part of the unpopular opinion of not liking turkey legs as well. There's just something about them. They're they're kind of unwieldy. Like they're they're huge. <laughs> they're huge and they're also super greasy. Um and after you eat it, you just feel like garbage, <laughs> you know? Like it's it's super heavy. I know they say that there's not enough tryptophan to kind of make you feel groggy or whatever, but that the grease I think is what gets you. Yeah, it's the grease. Yeah, like I, I I had one before and I couldn't even finish it because yeah. it was it was just too much meat and then when you're walking around you kind of look like a caveman you know yeah well <laughs> I mean I even had to split it with somebody and I still we still couldn't finish it there's just a lot of tendons in there um, and you don't really know what to do with with them like you're eating around all the tendons because it's it's a really big hunk of meat like a it's it's just super greasy and like if you get it and some pieces are hard, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of it. Yeah, same here, same here. But I mean, I can see the appeal too. They're they're the people that that really enjoy it. I guess it's the taste or, you know, people like Thanksgiving? <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather just like go to Bengal barbecue and oh, like yeah. get some skewers and get my meat that way. Yeah, I, I love the skewers. Yeah, they're they're flavored better. There's like sauces and it's more composed and it's not just a big hunk of meat, you know? Right, right. And you get that bite and it's good. Yeah. All right. So uh, next unpopular opinion we see here is uh, Dole Whips aren't all that they're hyped up to be. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Rissa? Disagree. <laughs> I totally yeah. disagree with this. Um, I think Dole Whips are amazing. I think on our bracket challenge uh, for the snack challenge, I think that was... The winner for us, right? Yeah, it was. Dole Whip. Yeah, Definitely. so clearly we disagree with that. Yeah, and, and one thing that I, I do like is the at Tropical Hideaway. Oh, the fully loaded ones? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. that new When they started doing that, I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. And then they, they added swirl to it. Oh, yeah. man, with the raspberry or, stra- or the other flavors. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, it's not even that, like the, the um, hibiscus a little crumble that they add on onto the the um new loaded ones and then the lychee and all the fresh fruit really brightens the whole thing up yeah it's not just the overwhelming like sorbet thing it's yeah it's got that um fresh fruit to it 
Yeah. But I, uh, being, you know, undiagnosed lactose intolerant, um, I really appreciate the Dole Whips because they're lactose free, you know, and they're, they're just really good. They're really refreshing and, and they're, uh, a good snack when it's hot. What about a whip float? Would you do one of those? I used to be really, really into the whip floats, but, um, the ratios are off now. Like I feel yeah. like they give you way more juice than than the whip. So then um you end up getting a sour stomach. It's uh they're cheaping out now because yeah. they, they want to save on the whip. Right. <laughs> All right. So I mean what about in, at at Disney World cuz they don't they don't have the um tropical hideaway like we do at Disneyland. Uh what would you say it's they're they're still good over there? I didn't get a chance to eat the, the whips over there, I'm pretty sure they still taste the same, right? They, they taste the same. Yeah, I mean, I would still get a, a whip anytime, just a basic whip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they have a citrus swirl, too. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't try that. The one with the orange bird, right? Yeah, it's got the, the orange sorbet mixed with the, the vanilla. So Yeah, I did not try that. Yeah, it's it's all right. It's like an orange cream skull a little bit. But you so. prefer the Dole Whip over it? I do. I like the pineapple. I don't know. It's just a... Uh, nostalgic for me <laughs> i think maybe like the people that are the unpopular opinion is people that don't really like pineapple maybe that's probably what it is all right so uh next unpopular opinion here says the country bears are creepy and i don't like them uh what do you what do you think that's sad i mean <laughs> some of them are probably creepy especially like the the characters when they're out outside of their their attraction they are kind of creepy um but the the actual animatronics are kind of funny, especially the the what was it blood on the oh yeah <laughs> on the water or whatever yeah. that guy yeah. he's so funny. So uh, do you uh, like how in um, a goofy movie they did like a play on the country bears with the or like kind of like the Chuck E. Cheese type deal? Yeah, it was that? hilarious. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I think it was a it was a good uh, way to have that kind of Easter egg for you know, the, the theme park. Right. Yeah. It was, I like that too, but for me, I can, I could do without them, but they're, they're there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Disneyland got rid of theirs. Yeah, they did replace it with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Did do you, do you remember going to country bears when they were still at Disneyland? Cause I don't, I, don't, I really don't. <laughs> I don't know what uh, year they were taken out. I just remember it was like one year it was country bears. And then the next it was Winnie the Pooh, but I was like, Oh, Winnie the Pooh. So then we started writing Winnie the Pooh, but I don't ever remember going in Country Bears. Hmm. Yeah, so, I don't either. But I'm sure it was around when we were young. Probably. But I just have recollections of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> maybe maybe as kids we we hated it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe that's why we just avoided that and just went to Splash or something. <laughs> but I do I do remember eating at Hungry Bear all the time. Well, that's still there. So. Yeah. No, but I mean, like as as kids, like I oh, remember, yeah, yeah. we would go there and to Pooh Corner all the time. Yeah, I just don't remember going into Country Bears. I Me don't neither. think we we did. I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> all right. Well, at least it's still at at the uh, Magic Kingdom. If you ever have the need to go in there, <laughs> ha- has there been talks of them taking that out? So far, I haven't heard of anything. I've seen some rumors that they would like to remove it and replace it, but I haven't seen anything definitive. Like plans or something. All right. So the next one, uh, unpopular opinion says Magic Kingdom is the worst of the four WDW parks because it's stagnant and hasn't changed that much. So what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I need if I should answer this. I might get some flack for it. <laughs> well, what's your opinion? Are you with this uh, unpopular one or are you just like indifferent? 
Um, I I'm actually with this one. Uh, oh, just because we have the original, right? On our right, coast, in California. Right. Um, and it's ever changing. You know, the Disneyland Park it is it's where Walt you know walked. It, it has that that factor, that it factor of the, it was the only park that he saw all the way through and walked the streets of. You know, um, we have the original over here, so. Comparing Disneyland to Magic Kingdom, it's kind of like, mm, I don't know, you know, where they tried to recapture that magic in the Magic Kingdom, but it it just felt like a knockoff to me. And I was constantly trying to compare the Magic Kingdom to, to Disneyland, and it just, in my mind, it didn't compare. That's That's always my thought, because growing up with Disneyland, it's just like, how can you compare the original Disneyland to the secondary Disneyland, right? Yeah. Because it's just like, this is Roy's park in in Florida, but this is Walt's Park here in California, right? Right, right. I I think it it just comes from me being from California and growing up in California that I agree with this unpopular opinion. Um, probably if I were from the East Coast, I would not agree with this right, because yeah. you know, growing up on over there, that would be part of my childhood, be part of you know my essence, you know. But over here, Disneyland is is life. Yeah, you know, even if we're in Northern California, it's just like. That's the park, yeah. Southern California. It doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't matter how far. Right? I mean, right. <laughs> that's that's the one. Yeah, every year that was our vacation as a family. So, so of the four, what would you say is is the best? If Magic Kingdom's the worst for you? Well, I mean, everybody that listens to our podcast, that are you know our our followers from our trip review, I, I said that Animal Kingdom is my favorite, and okay. I I still stand by that, and especially if they continue to have more things that they're going to improve upon. I think right. that'll stay my favorite park. Obviously, they have to do a lot of refurbs, and they're going to be touching the dino area soon. Um, yes. So I think it's going to even elevate it even more if they can manage to do that Zootopia idea that we had. Oh, yeah, that would be epic if they were to do that. Because I think, what was it, Shanghai or another park they they were talking about? Oh, was it Tokyo? Somewhere. I think, yeah, it's one of the Asian ones. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were saying that they were going to do some Zootopia-type thing. Yeah, I think it is Shanghai. They they just opened the park and they're already expanding it, right? They're right. adding that to it. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's a little unfair. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I, at least they're at least they're planning on doing something with the with the dino area. <laughs> yeah. True. I think I have to also agree with the unpopular opinion that Magic Kingdom's the worst cuz just like you said, it's it to me ever since I even even working there, for me, Magic Kingdom felt like a copycat of Disneyland. You know, they're the major attractions that we have at Disneyland, they have it at Magic Kingdom. They're different because they're not as good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, I think one of the best eats that I did have um over there was at the was it Skipper Canteen? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I love their food there, but that's just because I crave the Asian flavor. Right. Um and I, I I mean we had Asian flavors over at Epcot. But, you know, this was within a, a Disney kind of park and it had that quirky feel to it being, you know, the Jungle Cruise and whatnot. So, right. yeah, I, I really like that that restaurant. Yeah, that's one thing that's that's missing at Disneyland is something like a dining like that where yeah. there's a, a really good theme to it that would get us into the like, whoa, we're really in this land type of deal. Right. I mean, what do they have that's sit down? They have Riverbell Terrace. We've been to that a couple times. Mm-hmm. And they have Blue Bayou, which does immerse it's you. It's super immersive, yeah. 
but it's not really um, the cast members aren't in the spirit of you know <laughs> like yeah. the Skipper Canteen, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like Cafe Orleans tries, and then also Carnation Cafe, um, mm-hmm. but it it's still not the kind of feeling like if you go to what was the one in in Hollywood Studios. The one oh, like fifties, fifties prime time. Yeah, that cafe. one where where the cast members are actually acting a certain way, or in Skipper Canteen where they're acting like skippers, you know? Right, exactly. Um, they're playing a part. I, I I feel like Disneyland Resort kind of is missing that bit because mm-hmm. you have the high dining over in Carthay Circle, which I love, but it's still not a charactery kind of experience. Right, where where cast members actually play a part or something like that. Yeah. Although I did, I did have a pretty good conversation with uh, one of the cast members at Carthay Circle. You know, he he saw I was vlogging, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I, I vlogged too. Okay, cool." You know, so it's like a connection oh yeah. There. <laughs> I mean, it's always fun to to talk with the cast members because they're like us. They are in love with Disney, and they want to share as much as they can that they're allowed to. Um, right. So it's it's great being able to connect to the cast members. But yeah, I think there should be at least one restaurant within the Disneyland Resort that you get that kind of charactery feel so you right. still feel immersed. Right. Other than like having an actual character breakfast or something. Right. <laughs> All right, so uh, the next one we have here, I don't know if since we haven't been on the cruise line, but the unpopular opinion is I like the Disney Cruise Line better than the parks. After a parks vacation, I feel like I need another vacation to wind down. Do you ever get that feeling though like when you go do a parks vacation you feel like you need a vacation from that? Oh, definitely. Every time. Um, <laughs> but that's just because I go hard, you know. I feel like if I were to take my time and do a, like a 5-day um resort stay at like the Grand Californian or something uh-huh. and actually enjoy the spa treatments and enjoy the the hotel um, like do my normal couple of days in, in Disneyland resort, like the, the theme parks and then wind down with the rest of my trip to unwind. Um, I think that'll change my feeling. It's just, you know, when I'm down there, I feel like I want to just go into the parks all the time. So you're like, uh, in a hurry to do stuff so that you get, you maximize your time. Right. 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 And typically it's just like a weekend trip here or there. I'm only in the parks two days. So I try to hit all the things that I can, even though I'm an annual pass holder, and I'll probably end up there the next month. I, I just love trying to find the most efficient way to attack things. So if you th- if you were to do like a Disney Cruise Line, you know, when things are recovered or whatnot, do you think that you might enjoy it better since it's more of a slower pace since you're on a boat? Do you think you might enjoy that and feel more relaxed? No. No? <laughs> no. Um, I'm the kind of person that wants to go do things. Um, so okay. I'll probably end up signing... F- up for adventures by Disney as well. So I'll still feel like I need a vacation for my vacation. <laughs> so like uh, when they dock, you'd probably get off and do a tour or something or do adventure, whatever Well, the one do. I wanted to do was um, the Costa Rican one okay. where it like, I think it's, I don't remember how long the cruise is itself, but you get like a week down in Costa Rica after you dock and you do like crazy hikes, you do zip lines, you do all these other things and it's like full on like jungle excursions type of thing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds adventurous. Yeah. So it's adventures uh, by Disney. Yeah. A I real think, adventure. I think it, there's also a rafting trip too, like a whitewater rafting option. Okay. So yeah, I guess you wouldn't agree with this. Um, no. This saying then. Yeah. No. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like, I, I don't think 
if I were to go on a cruise line, I don't think it would be better than the parks for me just because with the parks, it's an all, you know, you get to experience it all at once and you can choose what you want to do and, and shape it. Whereas with a cruise line, if you get tired of the boat, you're stuck on it, you know? Yeah, until they dock somewhere. Until they dock somewhere. Like... And, and if you don't splurge for that nice room, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going you're gonna to see the inside of the ship instead yeah. of the outside of the boat. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've never been on a boat longer than like a ferry ride. So I don't know how my stomach will handle it. Yeah, that's one of those, one of those like, I don't know. You won't know until you actually see it. Right, right. <laughs> all right, all right. So yeah, I, I think I'd be with you on that one. I, I don't uh, agree with this one. I, I like the parks because it's on dry land. Yeah. <laughs> You're not like trapped within within the ship, so. <laughs> I mean, I definitely want to do it at least once in my life, whether it's, you know, with a family or not. Like, mm-hmm. I, I still want to do it. Probably without, <laughs> so I can go do my adventures by Disney, kill two birds with one stone type of thing. Ah, Nice. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the next one. The next one is Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is much better than Tower of Terror. Do you agree with that? So are we talking Tower of Terror from California or are we talking from Florida? Well, I think it they mean they meant in their comment Tower of Terror that was replaced by Mission okay. Breakout. Well, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is far superior to Tower of Terror. Um, it's more dynamic. You get that feeling of floating throughout. Um, it's randomized sequencing of the falls. So y- you don't even know where the picture is going to be taken because sometimes you go all the way up and the doors open, but you're not all the way up there yet. And then you fall. Right. So it, it it's a lot more randomization. They really improved the technology of it. And it's always fun when you get to guess which song you're going to get and which clips you're going to get. And then when they when they do the monsters after dark, that's another element oh, they yeah. added to that. That one's a lot of fun. I love it. It's it's awesome. Uh, I granted, agree. Granted, I did the Tower of Terror um, late checkout where you're basically riding in complete darkness, and and like they turn off the video sequences, so you don't oh. know where you're at. Um, Whoa! You only see the first bit where you know. Um, What's his name? The Sterling guy. Mm-hmm. He Rod Sterling, I think his name Sterling. He yeah. like talks you through, and then you you drop. It does that part, but then the rest of the ride, it doesn't have the lights flickering inside your elevator. Mm-hmm. It's like complete darkness. So that was a lot of fun, but I still think Mission Breakout is better. When did when did you do that? Did they do that for a Halloween? Just like they do the After Dark? It was Halloween, but it was the last bit so when they were closing it down okay okay so they did that just for that yeah time yeah it's called tower of terror late checkout late checkout okay but i do agree mission breakout is definitely much better than the tower of terror that it replaced yes they they really updated it and they pretty much refreshed the ride getting rid of a a theme that you know people didn't really relate to it anymore (laughs) yeah but but they still have it in um in hollywood studios so it's it's there Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So the next unpopular opinion we have is uh, somebody says, I love It's a Small World. So I guess the popular opinion is nobody likes It's a Small World. What, what do you think, Rissa? I have no idea. I'm surprised that that's an unpopular opinion. Um, I love It's a Small World, especially when I want a nap. <laughs> it's one of the longest rides and it's air conditioned, you know? It is. So if you can, if you can uh, tune out the singing... <laughs> 
then you should be fine. Take a nap. I actually also love It's a Small World. I think people think they're like the dolls are creepy or something in It's a Small World, but you know, I think a lot of that opinion is from the people in Disney World. Probably, or, you know, yeah, because they don't have the the facade that we have it in California. Yeah, the the clock tower makes a big difference. Just comparing the one in Magic Kingdom to the one in in Disneyland, it's it's like it's no comparison. Like I walked into Small World, it's a small world over in Florida, and I was like, "What is this? They just stuffed it into a a building." <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah. You're missing the best parts of it. Like at, at every fifteen, you get to see the the little figures go through the clock. You know. Right, um, right. They come out. Yeah, and they didn't have those little touches of the all the characters throughout that they did in Disneyland. So, yeah, it's it's different. So you know, just experiencing it from Magic Kingdom versus Disneyland. If you've if you've done the Disneyland one, it seems like you really love that ride. But yeah. then a lot of people only experiencing the Magic Kingdom one, they can say get rid of it. The kind yeah. Of thing. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard to to say get rid of It's a Small World over in Disneyland, especially because, you know, that was from the World's Fair. Right, yeah. That was something that Walt really worked on himself. Yeah. So, yeah, let's look at the next one. Unpopular Opinion says, I love Toontown. So, I, I don't know. I guess people don't like Toontown? What do you think? I used to love Toontown. I hate it now. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they took out all of the heart of Toontown. Um, you don't have the interactions that you used to, like in the 90s. Uh, and we've talked about this a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Um, the the houses aren't what they used to be. They're, it, it's screaming for a refurb. So I'm glad that they're they're talking about touching it when they install um, the Mickey's Runaway Railway, right? Yeah, they're putting it there. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure that they're going to do some touches to it. I hope they do because just like you I used to love Toontown but like going there now it feels like they left the everything to disrepair, you know, yeah. just they let it sit without doing touch-ups, without, you know, um giving care to like the care it needs. Yeah. So it's just feels like you're walking into like a rundown part of town or something. Well, it it just it feels like it's out of place now. Um, yeah, yeah. I just remember as kids, that was the first place we wanted to hit up all the time, and we spent a lot of time there. Um, it used to be the place where people would take pictures and would, you know, run around and have fun. Um, and I, I, I still think kids do it. It's just it feels like it's not all there anymore. Yeah, especially when they took out the jolly trolley. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a stationary trolley now. It used to, you know, you used to be able to ride that thing. Yeah. It's also one of my least favorite bathrooms. Yeah, it gets kind of dirty. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, eating eating the ice cream is fun, but you can after get that, that anywhere. Yeah, after that it's just like there's not nothing really anymore. But the kids seem to love it still. I don't I don't know. If you're a kid, you love everything. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's the colors that pop, but the colors just don't pop the way they used to. I don't know if we're just getting old or if um, the colors really don't pop anymore. No, I think they just don't <laughs> pop anymore. If you if you look at those hills, they just they don't. You can look at our old videos and they popped, and that's on an old video, you know. Right on our VHS or high eights, even. It's yeah. Just like, so you know that that they just need to touch that up. They need to either replace it or fix it. Maybe too much firework ash is raining down on it. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, all right. So let's uh, let's move on to the next one here. The unpopular opinion goes: Peter Pan is not worth a fast pass plus or more than a ten minute wait. So what do you think? Is it not worth the fast pass at Disney World? What tier is it on? I think it's a tier one. Oof. Yeah, it's probably not worth the fast pass plus. Um, I'm not sure if they even did the touches that they did in Disneyland, where they did a mm-hmm. full refurb. Um, we like to call it the Inception Room, oh. <laughs> where you're floating over all the stars, and the stars are now coming at you. And right. when you're flying over London, it it has like the cars are moving, and it looks like a moving map, and the city is alive, kind of thing. Um, and Tinkerbell like touches the clock, and the clock face moves. Those little touches in the Disneyland ride, I definitely think it's worth the 60-minute wait that it usually is. Um, but if you're lucky, you can get it at 30 minutes. Is that is that like a rope drop or is it not? Like um, you're just lucky? I don't rope drop it personally because no matter what, it's going to be like a 20 to 30-minute wait even at rope drop. Okay. Uh, it's a deceptively long line. <laughs> so I know they also did some touch-ups to like Alice in Wonderland. They did some stuff like that too, right? Yeah, they did. They added a lot of projection mapping um, to a lot of these dark rides, which I'm hoping they do when they reopen um, Snow White's Scary Adventure, uh, just so it's not as static. I mean, yeah. obviously, it, it it's those are some classic rides where it it's all about the lighting and all about um, the art. Um, right. But adding that kind of projection mapping to complement the stuff, it, it goes a long way because you can see it in the new Peter Pan when they relaunched it in Disneyland. The That pirate scene where um, Peter Pan is um, has Tinkerbell uh, sprinkled the pixie dust on, on the pirate ship, mm-hmm. how it like lights up and it, it's, it has a bigger impact than when it was just LEDs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So do you, do you think they're going to bring some of this projection mapping technology into cuz they're going to redo Splash Mountain you think they're going to bring that in there? Oh, I'm I'm positive they're going to do that. Okay. It's it's the easiest way um especially on the indoor parts uh, right. since you're not going super fast unlike on Incredicoaster where it's hard to do projection mapping when you're that's why they did such static uh figures. Cuz um, they're moving really fast. Cuz they're moving really fast. But when you ride Incredicoaster at nighttime, it's a lot more, um, the storytelling element is a lot more immersive because they do, you do get some of the projection mapping, especially in the tunnels. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fun. That's really yeah. fun. So do, do, you, uh, do you want them to do some more refurbs like maybe Pinocchio or something like that or Mr. Toads? Because those still seem like the originals. Yeah, I, I think that they could add touches to them, um, change out some of the... I don't know if they need to change it out, but they can definitely augment the the artistic panels with projection right. mapping um, because they are leaning heavily on those black lights. Um, oh, and yeah. oh, after yeah. a while, black lights eat away at the paint. So you're not preserving the, the art as much. So you have to do a lot of touch-ups. All right, so let's, uh, let's move on to the next one. The unpopular opinion is, I don't understand the hype behind rose golden ears or anything rose gold. I guess even the quote-unquote colors that Disney comes up with. How about you? Do you understand the hype? No, I totally agree with this unpopular opinion, especially because I don't like pink. Okay. <laughs> and that's essentially what rose gold is. So, What about like the other colors like Arendelle Aqua or something like that? You, um, because th- those all get hyped up, all the colors. I mean, some colors would be cool with me. It's just 
they add sparkles to so many things and I'm not a sparkly kind of girl. So yeah. I, I did like the Arendelle Aqua because uh, it was like a minty seafoam kind of color. Um, but there was just too many sparkles. I guess we, I don't understand it either, but it's, it is popular. It's a popular thing, the color thing that they do. Yeah. And it sells a lot, a lot of merch. Mm-hmm. It does. So it makes sense that Disney would keep doing that. So Yes. All right. So next unpopular opinion says, I don't mind IPs making their way into Epcot. What about you? I agree with this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind IPs making their way into Epcot as long as it fits, that they're not forcing it into, into these lands. Like, for example, Frozen, it fits within the Norway um, area. It, it's not like up front and it's not the the center of the attention in, in the world showcase. So right. if, and also like in the Mexican pavilion with the three caballeros, right. that, that ride, you know, it has IPs in there. So as long as it's sprinkled in with a finesse, I don't mind it. It's, it's just like with animal kingdom where things are, have its purpose. Um, that's why I like animal kingdom so much because there was enough IP in there, but it wasn't like blatant. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Even with There's, Pandora. Yeah, the whole the whole land is an IP. <laughs> yeah, the whole land is an IP, but it wasn't in your face. Like if you didn't know the story of, you know, Avatar, you would still feel like you were on a different planet, you know? It, yeah, it, definitely. It felt natural to be there. Yeah, it's like, ooh, I'm in another planet. Just step in, foot into another planet here. Right. Yeah, I also I, I don't mind the IPs making their way into Epcot. I know that the you know when they had the whole reveal of all the plans that they're bringing into Epcot, there were a lot of IPs. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Mary Poppins, and they had uh, Moana with the water, but you know those were put on hold. Uh, I do like the Ratatouille ride, and they're finishing that off. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, they should have more rides because <laughs> it yes, seems like do. there's not there's not that many rides there. You get you know Mission Space, and then you have. Test track, and then you know a couple in uh, over in the World Showcase and Soren, and then you know what else? I don't know. <laughs> See, the the problem with Epcot, uh, I know Nelson will disagree with me. Is um, I only have so much space in my stomach to eat around the world, right. um, and like I feel like if I want to eat around the world, I should just go around the world, like actually travel to those places and fully immerse myself. Oh, um, okay, it it just felt like. Yeah, it's a cool way to experience these these different countries and different places and different things, but it's just like the spark notes of it. Like you're not even yeah. cracking the surface of it. So I understand what they were trying to do with it. It just doesn't appeal to me that way because I want to actually experience their culture like there. So it it, it made me feel wanderlust rather than fulfilling a, an itch. Yeah, I see what I see what you're getting at there because like even so, I I did a few videos on Epcot versus, and we were we were doing the food from different booths, and like at the Brazil booth, I I compared the the stew to the the pork, mm-hmm. the pork belly, and then they were like there was a comment, and somebody was like, oh this is not even like real Brazilian food, right? And I was like, yeah, it probably isn't. So yeah. you know, to really experience the countries. You really got to go to those countries. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like if you're going to go to the Italian pavilion, sure, it's it might taste like Italy to you. But if you've never actually been there, how do you know if that's authentic Italian? I mean, they might have Italian chefs. They might have um, Italian people serving it, but it's right. not 
the actual culture. So that's why it just made me feel like I wanted to go out into the world and travel more. So I, I can see where they're trying to give you that taste of, of the world, but it, it's just, it made me want to go more <laughs> like to other places. Yeah. So the idea behind it is good. It's sound. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like let's let's actually travel the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it gave it gave, I can see why the countries want to be in Epcot because they're saying, "Okay, you're you're not even scratching the surface. Come see the, our country." You know? That's why it's a genius kind of marketing strategy for these countries to have um showcases. And it's and it's um that's why they call them cultural representatives when right. they come from the other countries cuz they can actually represent their culture and then present it to you in a way that you want to go to their country. Right. So I think it's brilliant that the countries spend the time to to really showcase their culture um, as a tool of marketing to get them to to get people to go. You know. So that's yeah. why I I don't mind the IPs being in there because, like I'm saying, it's not the actual. It's not an authentic experience. So by all means, add add more rides. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do one per country if you if you right. have to. Yeah, I'll spend all my all my time in Epcot if I can ride all the rides. Right, exactly, exactly. All right, all right. So let's uh, let's look at the next one. The next unpopular opinion says Mickey bars aren't special; they're just plain Jane ice cream. What do you think? Agree. I agree yeah. with it. <laughs> You're spending a lot of money just for a Mickey shaped ice cream bar. Yeah, they're overpriced for what they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just you know, Mickey Mouse in the sh- Mickey Mouse shape ice cream. So, all right, let's look at the next one. The next unpopular opinion says, getting engaged in front of the castle is so cliche and not original. Uh, what, what do you think? I have to be careful with this one because I have friends that have gotten engaged in front of the castle. <laughs> oh, okay. Personally, to me, I think it, it is cliche and not original. But if that's what you have been dreaming of all your life, by all means, do that. If, if you know that your partner has been dreaming of that type of proposal, do that. But for me personally, I would not want that. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's just like, you know, if you know your partner and you know what they like, and if they want to get engaged in front of the castle, why don't you do it? You yeah. Know? Who cares what other people think? If you're going to make your partner happy, then do that. But, you know, for me personally, it's just not my cup of tea. <laughs> so, for, so the popular opinion, I guess, is that it's not cliche or that it's romantic or something like that. Is, is do you think that's really the popular opinion? I I guess so, but I mean, it's definitely not original. Um, right, right. I think the popular opinion would be it's not cliche, but yeah, it's definitely not original. I, I don't know how many times I've been to Disneyland and all of a sudden I hear clapping behind me because somebody <laughs> is being engaged. Like almost every trip. Yeah, and it's not just it's not just in front of the castle they do it either. I, oh yeah, I, yeah, like restaurants and Carthay Circle, uh, Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou, yeah. Um, I think I've seen it like in front of pirates before too because somebody was like really into pirates. So wow. yeah, it's it's just at Disneyland. I don't think it's a it's a cliche to get engaged in Disneyland if that's really your thing. Then go for it. All right. So next unpopular opinion says soaring around the world should be called boring. Around the world, what what do you think? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, it's because I love soaring over California. I think it should stay soaring over California. Um, soaring around the world is okay. It's not the greatest thing. It's just it doesn't make sense geographically the way that you soar around the world. You're like hopping places around. Like it's it just it doesn't transition right. I'm like, why can't you just go 
along a map properly instead of going from like China all the way to Brazil or, you know, like just all of all over the world. And then you're like in Europe all of a sudden from just popping instead of like a nice transition of a, a map route. Yeah, like, you know, since like China's next to India, why aren't you going from China to India yeah. to Europe? You know, like, yeah. what's up with that? You're yeah. bouncing all over the place. And then you end in Florida somehow or California. I don't know which one they end in, if it's Disneyland or Magic Kingdom. But yeah, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I think they should have kept soaring over California in California. Yeah. And then just played the one around the world in Epcot. Like, that makes the most sense. But yeah. Disney, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they wanted to, they could even update the footage in California and just use drone footage. They should. You know? They really should. I think we suggested that before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So somebody um, in the Reddit thread that I was reading from that, uh, that stated about the stor- soaring around the world, they said it should be soaring through stock images. <laughs> yeah, like shutter, shutter stock or shutterfly yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So the next unpopular opinion says... Churros are just meh. <laughs> what do you think? Um, are these people from Florida? <laughs> I'm assuming they are, yeah. Um, I was advised not to touch the churros when I went to Disney World, so I didn't. So I don't know how they are in Disney World, uh, but I totally disagree with that if um, you're trying them from California because the churros are on point. No matter what flavor it is, it's on point. Yeah, so I've heard that if you're going to try a churro in Florida, you have to go to Disney Springs because they have the churro cart that has, you know, the multiple flavors, the mm-hmm. different flavors. Like the California churro cart? Yeah, California churro cart. I think they have one at Disney Springs that you can go to. So I heard to try it there. I have tried it in the park, and I can confirm that it's not as good as in California. Yeah. Not at all. It's not surprising. Yeah, California has it down. Even though I feel like they're from a box... They are. But, they know. are. They just reheat them. I don't know what it is about it, but they have it on down pat. It's the same. I, it's the same box. I know it's the same box because I saw because my friend worked the churro cart and I saw her open the box and and I was like, wait, this is the same box as in California, but it maybe, doesn't taste the same. <laughs> maybe they're boxed in California, so they're fresher. I don't know. Right. right? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a local plant in Florida that's making them. Yeah. It's prob- so. that's probably what it is. It's sort of like Girl Scout cookies where, you know, they have different local bakeries that make them. Right. So you have different flavors. All right. All right. So, yeah, that's so our opinion is if you're in California, eat the churros. <laughs> yeah, especially. Oh, what was it? I think it was the bride churro. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was had the bride and the groom. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But the bride is far, far superior to the groom. What was on that? There was there was a vanilla or something. It was like a vanilla dusting. It was just so good. Oh, and the um, Santa's cookies. Oh, the, that was the cookie really good. and milk. Whew. Yeah, the one in front of Casey Junior. Oh yeah. Forget about it. That churro, man. So whoever is trying these churros, they're I'm, they're probably from Florida. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They don't get because they don't do that. The creative churros during you know different seasons. They don't do that yeah. in Florida. Yeah, no, they're so, all about the the cupcakes over there. Yeah, they've got all the different cupcakes. All right. So, next unpopular opinion says, "Be our guest restaurant is overrated." What would you say? Agree. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I actually agree. Yeah. As well. I I feel like it's a like a knockoff French restaurant. <laughs> oh yeah. Um it was it was 
severely overpriced. Like, I feel like it's an experience that you want to have at least once, uh, but I definitely would not go back. So it's like, yeah, exactly. I, I had that feeling too. It's like, okay, we'll go one time, experience it, get our picture with the beast, and then we don't have to go anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the, the food was nothing special to me. I mean, it was all right. Um, just felt like a... Like a normal restaurant. Like a normal restaurant, you know? <laughs> but, with, but really with high price. Really cool, really cool ambiance and high price. Yeah, I mean, just, just going in there, the the decorations are nice, the artwork is nice, the way that they laid it out looks nice, you know, going into the library, going into the West Wing was cool. Yeah. But then after that, the food was just okay. Yeah, you know? it was okay. But the price was really high. Yeah, it, the price was crazy high, especially because you're, you're stuck with a prefix menu. Yeah, I, I didn't even get like any extra drinks or whatever, any alcohol or, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and the bill for two adults and one child was 200 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you could get way better food at like Carthay for that price. Yeah, you could, definitely. Definitely, and you could probably feed more people too. Oh that, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, you could probably get like, what, three biscuit baskets for that? Yeah. <laughs> Plus yeah. some drinks and a couple entrees. Yeah. yeah, yeah, including alcohol. Yeah, mm-hmm. could do that. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. So the next one we have says somebody's opinion was Tomorrowland does nothing for me. What do you think, Rissa? Again, is this Florida? <laughs> uh, yeah, this one was Florida. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. If it's in Florida, yeah, Tomorrowland does nothing for me in Florida. Okay. <laughs> well, it, I mean, Magic Kingdom really doesn't do yeah, much for you. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, in Disneyland, Tomorrowland... It's getting to the point where it does nothing for me, um, but like it definitely after Space Mountain. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely used to do stuff for me. I, we, that was our favorite land uh, growing up. Uh, they just it's been neglected. It's one of the ones that hasn't had the updates and hasn't kept up with the times, and they just kept stripping the good things that I loved about Tomorrowland. So now it's basically Star Wars IP. Yeah, they got they got rid of the interventions. <laughs> House of and, Tomorrow and Yeah. The whole building is just now Star Wars IP. Yeah. Eh. And they got rid of the Starcade. <laughs> There's I know. no meet and greets anymore. Yeah. It that's why I'm saying it used to do a lot for me. I used to be able to spend a lot of time in there um with interventions, just playing video games, stay in the air conditioning. Uh when they had uh Osimo in there, that was a really cool um type of uh Show yeah, you got to meet Osimo. Yeah. yeah, you got to meet Osimo. There were a lot of Marvel things on the second floor. And then the mm. the future house that was sponsored by Monsanto and, and Microsoft. That was a lot of fun too. Um, Starcade was always a bunch of fun. And they ha- used to have Big Hero 6 there. And they had um, an AP Corner lounge there for a bit when it was AP days. So it used to be a lot of fun in Tomorrowland. But all of a sudden, it's it's just... It's not... Yeah, I have to agree. It, it needs an update. I, yeah. I think it does. I also have fond memories of dancing in Tomorrowland. Yeah, at one point they had the stage was called Club Buzz. I remember that. Yeah. And then we would just like spend half a day just dancing there. That was fun. Yeah, with the cover bands and everything. I, I think they still have like at nighttime they have a DJ playing and, and like Goofy and some other characters are dancing with kids. Right. But there's no live music. Yeah, that was fun. Like the band would always just get us going. That's yeah. one of the things that yeah. you kind of miss. And then and then like we would be the first ones to dance and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden people would come and dance because they saw us dancing, right? Like Yeah. 
That's how it works. We yeah. have to start the dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that anymore, but. <laughs> well, I know back then, though, you used to back be like then, the no first shame. one to jump up there and, yeah, no hey, shame. I'm going to go dance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Next unpopular opinion says infants shouldn't be brought to Disney. What do you think? Uh, what age are we calling infants? Like, you know, newborn to like before one, you know, just, you know, before they're, I guess you could go to like two years old or something. Um, I don't agree with this completely. Okay. Uh, but so I don't I don't think newborns should be going to Disneyland just for health reasons. Right, um, because they don't have all the shots and whatever. Yeah, they they can get really sick. Uh there have been measles outbreaks in Disneyland before and infants can die from that. Um so I I think if you're bringing a kid younger than 6 months, uh, you probably shouldn't. Um, especially if you're going to put them on rides. It, it just doesn't make any sense. It's more for the parents than it is for the child at that age. Yes. Um, I mean, one plus, uh, sure, bring your kid all, all you want because that's part of their formative years. They start having, you know, cognizance. They have more shots and they're more, uh, they can stand up to to disease better. But yeah, if you're younger than six months, don't bring your kid to Disneyland. Like you, they can blow out their ears. They can catch any type of sickness and it's just really inconvenient. Like you have to cater to a, a, a you know, a helpless infant. Yeah. Like the whole day you'd be spending just trying to take care of your kid. Yeah. Instead of maybe enjoying with the rest of your family or something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I agree. Like up to a certain age, you know, they won't. It's more for the parents. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we've got two more. Um, the first one before the last one is going to be the Enchanted Tiki Room is just awful. <laughs> what What do you think? Uh, Florida person. I'm I'm guessing it's Florida person. Um. I mean, the Enchanted Tiki Room holds a special place in my heart, especially the one in Disneyland. Uh, the one in Florida, it's no different except the exterior. It it lacks that kind of homey feel uh, that the one in Disneyland has where you get to experience the different uh, tiki gods and, and goddesses and you get the, the, <laughs> the product placement of Dole. Oh yeah, uh, with yeah. with their promotional video, but um, yeah, I, I like the little garden waiting area in Disneyland a lot better. Whereas in Disney World, it felt like it was a queue. Yeah, that's how they set it up because they expect more people to wait for it, right? Yeah, and they have the, the little birds telling the story. Yeah, about you know whatever their story is. I don't, I don't even. I mean, I they were telling jokes <laughs> and whatever, and it was it was cute, but. Um, the interior, it's exactly the same. So I, I think that this is wrong. I love the, the Tiki Room. I love the songs and I'll, I'll uh, sing to it for the rest of my life. I think um, the difference with Magic Kingdom is that it's bigger on the inside. So there's a lot more space. It's like spacious, mm-hmm. more spacious. Like at Disneyland, you're like crammed in there. But that's what makes it feel like a like a house like a yeah. you know like you're going into the the bird's house right so it's awesome yeah and it's a good nap it is a great nap <laughs> especially if you manage to get the our favorite seating like right by the door yes. and up against the wall 
because uh, you're like nice AC. You can lean back, and then when the show's over, you don't have to like wait to queue to leave. It's just walk right out. Yeah, exactly. Right by the door. Door opens. See you later. <laughs> if you see me, don't steal my seat. <laughs> I'm giving right. you this tip, but <laughs> if you see me in the backpack, please don't take my seat. Yeah, that's that's the one right there, the, that corner right by the door. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, I, I have to disagree that the Enchanted Room, Tiki Room is awful. I love it. And when I stay awake, I still love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Last one that we have uh, is another Florida person. Uh, they say, I hate Carousel of Progress. You've been on it. What do you think, Rissa? I disagree with this. I actually really enjoyed the Carousel of Progress. Yeah? Yeah. I like the songs. I like the little animatronics and, and how it moves. And it was a little fun. I don't I don't know what the hate is about this. It was. It at least has, you know, that timeless kind of feel of optimism for the future. Yeah. Um, that our Tomorrowland is lacking. Yeah, they got rid of that. You know, they put America Sings in there. And then they took out America Sings and moved all those animatronics to Splash Mountain. And then they put the, you know, the interventions in there. And then they got rid of that. Yeah. And now you got Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for me, I also do not hate the Carousel of Progress. You know, I love that it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. And, you know, Sherman Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> we did a whole episode on them, you know? Yeah, we did. Okay, so yeah, that that's all of the unpopular Disney Parks opinions that we have. Um, what what do you think, Rissa? Do you have anything you want to say to close? Yeah, if you guys disagree with us or agree with us, uh, totally leave us a comment. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to our opinions of these unpopular opinions. Um, and I hope you all are keeping safe out there and hopefully we brought you a little bit of Disney magic. So yeah, uh, thanks guys for listening this week to our episode. I know it's a bit different from what we've been bringing you regular, but hopefully it was fun for you and you were able to, you know, have your own opinion, form your own opinion about these unpopular opinions. What do you think? Let us know. And on behalf of Rissa, I'd like to say, keep your watches, sing to Disney time. See ya. Bye. Disney.